It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. KXRN LP. Laguna Nigel, Laguna, Laguna Beach. Beach. Member supported KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. It's time for Play Something Sweet, where each week we combine great music from every genre and the cultural significance behind it. I'm Patty Compton. Sit back and join me for the next hour. And thanks for taking this trip with me today as we play something sweet. Welcome to Play Something Sweet, uh, where we sweeten the music with a little cultural history. So, you know, every week we highlight a different genre of music, and this week we are exploring the very beginnings of the art form that is jazz and playing some early New Orleans traditional style Dixieland jazz. So I'm your host, Patty Compton, and the first song we heard was Fogalusa Strut by Kid Thomas, and it is an example of what we call New Orleans jazz. 
which would have been played in the streets and dance halls from the turn of the century to the early 1920s. It is called New Orleans jazz. So as not to be confused with other forms of jazz that developed later, like swing jazz, big band, bebop, cool jazz, etc. New Orleans jazz can also be called traditional jazz or trad jazz or Dixieland jazz. One characteristic of this style is that the musicians improvise at the same time. It's a cacophony of a fun, upbeat sound. So what we're going to do today is, uh, you know, we're going to try to answer the question, you know, why did jazz develop in New Orleans and what influences led to the creation of jazz? So we're talking about traditional jazz today and we're going to explore the very beginnings of jazz. We're spending time on this today because it's cool to learn about it. (laughs) And also we will be referencing traditional jazz and shows later on. So it's just good to have a general understanding of what we're talking about when we say traditional New Orleans jazz. So let's go back to the beginning for a minute. Um, You know, jazz is the true, the only true, um, you know, uniquely American art form. Again, jazz is the only American art form, um, that art, true art form that was created in, in, um, it's from the United States. So jazz is a mix of rural blues, um, spirituals, work songs, European brass bands, Caribbean music from the West Indies, you know, Native American chants, French and Spanish song, African rhythms, everything, uh, ring shouts. <laughs> jazz was born um, of many diverse cultures mixing together, unique to that time and place. No place else in the world had the same cultural influences and freedoms. Jazz could only have been developed in that time and in that place. So I think that's fascinating. Um, so we're in New Orleans. Let's say it's the 1700s. And New Orleans is a port city on the Gulf of Mexico at the base of the Mississippi River. It's a huge trading port. If you wanted any goods to get anywhere, you had they had to go through New Orleans, right? They had to go up the river. Um, and New Orleans is on the bayou. It's below sea level. It's swampy. Um, you have to bury people above ground. Um, it's, it's just below sea level. It's like a swampland. So New Orleans was not part of the English colonies. You know, New Orleans was part of Louisiana, so it was a French colony. Louisiana was claimed for France in 1682, and New Orleans was founded around 1700 by two French brothers, Sir de, de, um, de Iberville and Sir de Bienville. It was part of French territory, you know, for most of the time. Around 1760, it went under Spanish rule for a few decades and then was back under French rule by 1800. And then in 1803, it became part of the United States um, with the Louisiana Purchase, right? When Thomas Jefferson purchased this territory um, from Napoleon, New Orleans was part of that. And New Orleans, um, this extremely diverse port city of New Orleans, became part of the United States. So um, New Orleans was extremely busy and diverse with all types of people coming and going. Many different types of people lived in New Orleans, French, Spanish, African, Native American, people from the Caribbean. There were many different influences, languages, and cultures mixing together. This cultural mixing affected the architecture. Like if you go to New Orleans, there's French-style architecture and Spanish architecture and big southern mansions, and uh, it affected the food. Um, New Orleans food is very unique. There's It's like French-style cooking with the sauces, but it's like got Caribbean spices. Um, and this is the rich cultural environment where jazz was able to develop. Uh, and in the French and Spanish colonies, uh, you know, there were some different rules regarding slavery uh, than in the English colonies and the French and Spanish colonies. Um, the, the slaves in New Orleans had Sundays off 
to trade goods, and they gathered. They gathered on Sundays in a place in New Orleans that was called Congo Square, and that's where they exchanged cultural influences. They would sing, play music, and dance with these exaggerated movements in a circle shape, like a ring, like a ring um, shout or a drum circle. And there were hundreds and um, perhaps thousands of uh, people gathered in this spot on Sundays. So, and since the slaves had come from all over, like different parts of Africa, the Caribbean, Haiti, they'd come from different um, English colonies, Georgia and Virginia, they combined different African languages and rhythms and incorporated the many European influences that they had been exposed to, and they created something new. So these gatherings in Congo Square continued in the 1800s, um, although some restrictions started being placed on the gatherings, and the gatherings ended about a decade before the Civil War. So eventually, this music that was created in Congo Square was influenced by um, the brass marching bands from Europe. There were multiple musical influences uh, in New Orleans at the time, from German and English brass bands, Irish folk music, African rhythms, Native American chants, uh, French and Spanish song. And then after the Civil War, brass instruments like trumpets and trombones were left behind after the war. So there was a, a, an availability of these brass instruments. And, um, and so that influenced the music and a style developed called ragtime. Uh, and then ra- uh, ragtime, which mixed the blues and spiritual music, um, led the, to the brass band sound of New Orleans jazz bands. So you're going to hear a lot of horns in jazz. And um, part of that is due to the fact that there were just a lot of horns available at the time. Um, and so when ragtime and the blues came together, it created this completely novel, completely new style of music, a true art form true American art form that emerged at the turn of the 20th century. Uh, It's pretty creative that they were able to combine all of these influences and create this new art form, jazz. So let's listen to a little bit more of this um, true American art form that was born in Congo Square, New Orleans, during the time of slavery and the cultural exchange that was happening and then further developed in the post-Civil War New Orleans and became uh, the New Orleans jazz. Thank you. 
So hope you guys are enjoying this um, show about uh, early New Orleans jazz. So I think this is a really fun music. Um, you know, imagine just walking down the street and someone's playing this music on a street corner. Like, that's going to make your day better. Um, so the word jazz comes from a slang word, jazz. That means high energy, means spirit, it means fun. Um, you know, many instruments were played in these jazz bands, right? There were brass instruments, right, um, from the marching bands like trumpet, trombone, the tuba, or the sousaphone. There were clarinets. There were string instruments like a banjo, like an African instrument, a banjo, and the drums. And after about 1915, the piano became popular in jazz bands. And sometimes there's a washboard. Like, there's a lot going on at the same time. <laughs> the, uh, the sound was like everything in the kitchen sink thrown in. Uh, and they would all improvise at the same time. Uh, so these bands would play in dance halls, sometimes in parades up and down the streets. And jazz was an exciting music at the time, right? Uh, this was the turn of the century, turn of the 20th century, 1900 to 1920s. It was the post-Reconstruction era, right? So it was a pretty dark and dangerous time, kind of, for um, African Americans. And this other music kind of at the time was like they were coming out of that minstrel show era. You know, uh, jazz was a bright light. Jazz was fun. Jazz was becoming popular. Um, and uh, and jazz traveled around the world to Europe during World War One, and that helped it grow in popularity. A guy named James Reese Europe led an all-black infantry in a band in World War One and introduced American jazz to the world. Um, and, you know, we know jazz was created out of a mixing of, of many different cultures. So um, this next really fun song that we're going to play is a popular New Orleans jazz tune that had uh, Creole uh, French lyrics, et là-bas. So uh, let's listen to a little bit more of this fun early New Orleans jazz. Bye. 
fun <laughs> um the music's really fun so uh, so obviously you know no one person invented jazz uh, but there's a few early names to know buddy bolden uh, was said to have developed some of the improvisational style of early jazz around the turn of the century but sadly no recordings exist of um of his music but jelly roll morton a piano player and a creole 
Um, so Creole in New Orleans is a person, uh, a name for a person of mixed ancestry, like they're part French and part African, and um, and their ancestors lived in the Louisiana Territory during the time of French and Spanish rule. So if you're a descendant of that time period and you're of mixed ancestry, then you're are called Creole. And um, then there was there's also Cajun. Cajun's different. Cajun's like French Canadian. They they were called the Acadians, and they were pushed down to New Orleans. Um, so Cajun is different than Creole, um, but Jelly Roll Morton was Creole, and Jelly Roll Morton was boisterous, and he claimed to have invented jazz, but, you know, of course it was a um, a multiple um, uh, <laughs> people inf- influenced and created jazz. Um, so, and Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong, the most famous jazz performer of all time, right, born around 1900 in New Orleans. He played this early New Orleans jazz as a young man. He learned to play the cornet um, while living in a, a wave home for troubled youth in New Orleans. And then he was mentored by Joe King Oliver and played in his band for a while before starting his own band. And Louis Armstrong played this early New Orleans jazz in his, in his uh, youth, in his early days, on steamboats and riverboats traveling up and down the Mississippi River, which is probably how many people first heard this, this jazz music. Uh, now, this is the era around 1920. So, um, you know, this is the era of it's, it's segregation. There's violence, you know, against black Americans. It was the Prohibition era. There were speakeasies. And New Orleans had its own red light district called Storyville. And Storyville was named after this politician named Sidney Story who was trying to corral, you know, um, you know, the red light district into this couple of streets, couple of blocks. And so they called those couple of blocks Storyville. Because he wanted to regulate prostitution and corral everybody into one spot, so they called it Storyville. And Storyville is where many jazz musicians were hired to play and that they honed their craft, including Jolly Roll Morton. So let's listen to a little uh, Jolly Roll Morton now and then some early Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong was, of course, foundational to jazz and highly influential. And he's credited with um, eventually shifting the focus of the music from this collective improvisation where everyone imp- improvises at the same time to more of a solo improvisational art. Um, but that's for a later show. But today, um, let's listen to some early uh, Louis Armstrong and um, some more New Orleans jazz. <laughs>
that was uh, Jelly Roll Morton and Dr. Jazz and Louis Armstrong and his Hot Five with Hotter Than That, both recordings from the 1920s. So you are listening to uh, KXFM, a show called Play Something Sweet, and today we are talking about early jazz, New Orleans jazz, and we are in the 1920s era, let's say, and um, and this era, you know, this is the era of of segregation, and um, in, we're in New Orleans, so we're in we're in the South, and um, and and black people in the New Orleans at this time were unable to receive like insurance and participate in the normal activities um, of of city life, and so the African Americans developed their own social aid and pleasure clubs or benevolent societies. They were called. And they would take care of providing, you know, burial services and whatnot for their members. And this led to what are called jazz funerals, which is a big thing in New Orleans. So a jazz funeral is a funeral procession accompanied by a brass band. So the funeral procession procession begins at the church or maybe sometimes the funeral home and heads. Then they march, they head to the cemetery for burial. And on the way, um, on the way, uh, from the church, the band plays a somber tune. Everyone walks behind the band to the cemetery. And then after the burial, on the way back to the church, the band plays this upbeat song. And um, and then the people marching behind the band are called the second line. So the band's the first line, and the people marching behind the band are called the second line. And the line of people walking behind the band, um, when they play the upbeat music, they start dancing in this particular way behind the band. And they use these exaggerated movements they take large steps. Um, they'll spin around in a circle. And these are all movements that are reminiscent of the Congo Square days. So back in Congo Square, these kind of big steps, big movements, there was a lot of, um, you know, spinning. This is, this is these movements behind um, that, that, that people in the second line, the spinning, this, this taking large steps, this is all reminiscent of Congo Square. And so sometimes... Um, Sometimes they'll hold a little umbrella that they'll wave around. They'll have a white handkerchief that they'll spin around. And it's been said that the, the second lines are these circle dances of Congo Square just straightened out into a line. Uh, so I think that's pretty fascinating that, that this is still a tradition um, of second lining in, in New Orleans. And um, the fact that this these movements that are done in the second line, these dances, I guess, that are done in the second line are reminiscent of movements that are from Congo Square. Um, another really interesting thing that we're not going to have time to get into today are these Mardi Gras Indians that are part of these second lines. They influence the second lines. And Mardi Gras Indians are fascinating to me, and I'm going to devote a whole show to it at some point. Um, and um, that's, that's another interesting, that interesting part of the, um, of the, the second line tradition. Um, so let's now listen to, let's listen to a dirge, like a slow funeral procession song that you would hear. Um, in New Orleans, from leading from the church to the cemetery, and then an upbeat song, and imagine that you're walking behind the band to the cemetery, and then imagine that you're second lining, or you're dancing behind the band with exaggerated movements during the second song. So um, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So uh, Preservation Hall is my favorite place to go in New Orleans because it preserves the New Orleans music traditions. One of their most beloved performers was a gal named Sweet Emma Barrett, who played the piano at Preservation Hall and sang and wore bells on her ankles for extra oomph. Um, she's hilarious. So let's hear one song now by Sweet Emma Barrett. I ain't gonna give nobody none of my jolly roll. I wouldn't give you a piece of cake not to save your soul. My mama told me that day before she went away, if I'd be a good little girl, she'd put my hair in curl. I didn't know you. For you to keep on hanging round I know you want it I've got to turn you down My jelly roll is sweet And it can't be beat I know you want it You can't have it Ain't gonna give you none
Well, Congo Square is now Louis Armstrong Park. It is a sacred place in New Orleans. It is a grassy area, and it is a park called Louis Armstrong Park. And locals are working hard to save uh, the birthplace of jazz. So that's the story of New Orleans jazz. It was born out of many different cultures mixing together in the diverse port city of New Orleans and strongly developed by slaves gathering in Congo Square, exchanging ideas and musical influences. It grew and blossomed into this cacophony of improvisation with multiple instruments. Uh, Jazz is a beautiful reflection of the diversity of the United States of America. It's fun music, and it's America's only true art form. So now, uh, let's listen to the most famous example of New Orleans jazz. Uh, Let's listen to When the Saints Go Marching In by the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Uh, That's it for me. Uh, This is Play Something Sweet on KXFM. If you would like to know what type of music we'll be talking about and playing next week, follow Play Something Sweet KXFM on Instagram. See you next week.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.